Hi out there. I'm Pat Pauling. I'd like to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Every week, we invite guests from the visual or performing arts to talk about what they're doing on the show. And this week, Nancy Lorem Adams is here with us to talk about the Ron Ho Show at the Bellevue Art Museum titled Ron Ho, A Jeweler's Tale. The show was curated by Nancy, and she's right here with us in the studio today. And, of course, with the BAM director, Ben Haywood, also, and with support from Peter Olson, also. So I'm sure they had a good time putting together this wonderful exhibit. And uh, Nancy Lorem Adams is an artist with a current focus on contemporary sculptural basketry. And she has a 45-year career in school-based art programs, art production, and art advocacy. And she served as a board member and president during the planning of the current Bellevue Arts Museum building. So she is one who has really helped us out with art in the Pacific Northwest. And she is active on the board of the Northwest Designer Craftsman, which Ron Ho was a long-term member of, too. And she's a vice president there. And that's a wonderful, huge organization here in the Pacific Northwest. And she has had many exhibits of her art and received many awards. Welcome to the show, Nancy. We're so happy you could come in today. But before we get started with the interview, let's talk about a few events going on here locally. Now, don't miss the Northwest Folklife Festival. Now, this is something that has been around a long time also, since 1972. This is the 48th year of the annual festival at the Seattle Center. Always over Memorial Day weekend this year, May 24th to 27th. That's next weekend. In celebration of Pete Seeger's 100th birthday, a lot of his music will be playing at the Folklife Festival. We'll remember him with sing-alongs, performance, and kids' songs. The festival includes all kinds of live music and dance and visual arts and hands-on activities. Uh, And this year, the theme is Youth Rising. They want to involve the youth here. It's suggested that, of course, festival goers take the bus, use your bus pass, walk, ride bikes, use the monorail, lift, Uber, because you know parking at that time is going to be severely limited. Admission actually is free, but a $10 donation is suggested. Now, you know, this should be really interesting. If you go there, I love to go there because take your, you know, take your phone, take lots of pictures, take a notebook. You always see different little interesting things that might help you with your art or whatever, you know, just a lot of things to keep you going. Now, This last weekend, uh, a bunch of us went to another interesting event. It was actually um, the Bolshoi Ballet. Well, how could we go to the Bolshoi Ballet? Well, it was on, uh, they did Carmen, and of course, uh, it's on HD, and it was at the theater in uh, Bellevue. Which reminded me that you can see the Metropolitan Opera right here in Bellevue. And the 
2019 series starts October 12th with Puccini's Turandot. Tickets go on sale July 17th, not that far from now. The company's Met Live HD will beam uh, to uh, many of the company's, uh, 10 of the company's performances into more than 2,000 movie theaters worldwide. Isn't that amazing? Included in the 2019-20 uh, season are Madame Butterfly, Porgy and Bess, Tosca, and many others. And then you can go uh, to, your, to brunch at your favorite restaurant and then see uh, perhaps the operas. The operas are all, are all at 12.55. And, of course, that's at Cinemark. Cinemark is, you know, nationwide. I think they have 15 locations in the Puget Sound area. So, um, you know, everybody can just stay in their neighborhood and see this wonderful opera. And then, of course, go to Seattle Opera, too, you know. But this is also a good experience. And, of course, with a lot of travel and traffic backup involved. We'll be back shortly talking with Nancy Lauren Adams about Ron Ho and the new exhibit of his art, and, of course, of his life at Bellevue Arts Museum on Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Nancy Lorem Adams about the Ron Ho exhibit at the Bellevue Arts Museum. And Nancy, uh, who was Ron Ho? Well, um, well, Pat, thank you for having me. It's a delight. <laughs> uh, so Ron Ho lived in the Seattle region since the 1960s. He, was, uh, he grew up in Honolulu. So he was uh, the son of um, traditional Chinese parents, but he never really saw himself as Chinese. He saw himself as a Hawaiian living in the very multicultural um, environment there. And he came over to the Northwest to go to school, Pacific Lutheran University. And he wanted to be an artist, and his parents wanted him to do something where he could make money. So... <laughs> He became an art teacher, too, and uh, he ended up um, teaching in the Bellevue School District, and he, he taught in Bellevue for over 30 years. In fact, that's where I met Ron, uh, because I worked in the Bellevue School District uh, also. And when he started his uh, master's degree in art, he did that at the University of Washington, and that's where he met the famous jewelry artist Ramona Solberg. And she's the one that really introduced him to jewelry making. And uh, she's, she was considered the mother of Northwest jewelry, uh, found object jewelry. And it was a whole new movement. Everybody thought of jewelry as something that you did with gold and maybe silver, um, but usually with gems and pearls and those kinds of things. And they started making jewelry out of found materials. 
And they started a whole new uh, vision in the jewelry making arena. And Ron took that and just has made a whole uh, au revoir of beautiful silver formed and forged silver jewelry incorporating mostly carved jade and ivory and beautiful bone and uh, carved buttons and beads from all over the world. So uh, not only was he an outstanding and celebrated award-winning art educator in the Bellevue District, but he also became a equally celebrated jewelry artist, not only in the Northwest, but his work is in galleries and museum collections, such as the L.A. County Museum um, in Boston, in Houston, and uh, in our own King County Arts Collection, as well as the Tacoma Art Museum. Now, he is the one, I think, that took this found object jewelry to the highest degree with his flowing silver work and his worldwide search for beautiful found objects. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. He, um, he and Ramona became very, very good friends. And Ramona was a world traveler already. And she's the one that introduced him to beautiful ethnic and uh, world-class objects from around the world. And they started traveling together, and he started collecting. Oh, I can imagine them at all these markets and things worldwide looking for all of these, you know, little things that are very significant but might fit into there. Exactly. And he found beautiful, beautiful objects. And uh, when he passed away in 2017 at um, nearly 81 years of age, he still had a treasure trove of materials to work with in his studio and what he called his treasure box. That's where he would keep his beautiful, um, really highly valued pieces of carved materials, uh, mostly jade, that um, might make it into another piece of jewelry. Now, how did he go about designing these pieces? Well, usually his pieces were commissioned. Um, he had many people that wanted his jewelry. Oh, and well, nice. <laughs> yes, it was very, he was very fortunate that way. Um, and so he would think about the person that he was making a jewelry piece for, and he would go to his treasure box, and he would pull out a piece, and then he had all of these beads and bone pieces and uh, carved ivory. At that time, ivory was an acceptable material to use. It's The times have changed, and ivory isn't very popular anymore, of course, to use in jewelry, but Ron did use it in his. And he would start designing around these pieces. So he, he would bring in pieces from all over the world, many different cultures, and create a beautiful composition, like a really like a little sculpture that you could wear around your neck. And he would then fabricate and form silver around these pieces and create these incredible neck pieces out of uh, solid silver. So you could either wear it around your neck 
or you could put it on the wall, and it was like a sculptural painting, you know, right there that you could display as a piece of artwork. But if you wore it, it was definitely statement jewelry. Totally. <laughs> really. You know, you see the jewelry first and comment on that, right? Yes. And then, and then you know, you were sort of the background, but it was so lovely. And uh, I've seen other, I've seen several people wearing his jewelry. It's so wonderful. It's very elegant, um, very sophisticated look with all of these found pieces incorporated in it. Now, he started doing this jewelry, and then he started traveling the world, of course, with Ramona. And how did that change his jewelry making when he started traveling the world? Well, she, you know, he tells the story about this one piece called All Fall Down that's in the exhibition, where she gave him an ivory domino and some heshi beads, and he put those together with some other items and created his first piece. And he... He says that that's the piece that really started him off into his jewelry making. And then as he traveled uh, with Ramona, and he also had a full year sabbatical that was funded for him through the Bellevue School District with the express reason of traveling around the world to go to ethnic cultures and learn their different art making methods and to collect ethnic objects that he would then also bring back into the classroom and use as motivation and inspiration for his students' work. And during these travels, he was always on the lookout for beautiful items in these markets. And he began to know the different um, people uh, in Thailand and Vietnam and other parts of the world that had good stuff and had good. <laughs> had good stuff and he would he knew to go to these places where they they would have the antique markets and he was he also collected textiles and all kinds of other beautiful uh items made by tribes um in these different cultures and so he not only did he make beautiful jewelry but he had these beautiful collections that he displayed in his home and often wore some of the textiles. Now, what did Ramona Solberg, uh, professor of art at UW, what did she mean when she said this is be, this is when he had been traveling, I think, but he had not uh, uh, really rediscovered his roots. He, she said, you know, Ron, I think you should examine your Chinese heritage because, really, you drink too much Coca-Cola. <laughs> and I think she was referring to the fact that she, he was kind of capturing the culture of the world where he maybe should narrow down his focus. Well, you know, as an artist, you're always looking for new inspirations and um, new directions in your art. And that was probably a time when he was kind of wondering, oh, which way do I want to go? And um, it was a seminal moment for him for her to say that because, you know, Ron, you know, and he, he said this, he said, I didn't ever think of myself as Chinese. I thought of myself as an American. Mm -hmm. And so he hadn't ever really explored his own Chinese heritage. Mm -hmm. And so with Ramona's urging, he moved in that direction. And he started making necklaces that told stories about his own, his own life, his own family's life. For example, he made a couple of necklaces that were about his maternal and paternal grandmothers 
and how they immigrated from China to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. One of them was a pitcher bride, and his his uh, grandfather was living in Hawaii on his own and was lonely, and he wanted a wife. He wanted to have a family, and so he wrote back home to his parents and said, I, I want a wife, and they sent pictures, and they identified this lady for him, and she came on a boat, and he made a piece about that. A now, is this necklace. the one that had the bound feet? That's his other grandmother. Oh, that's his other grandmother. So okay. his, 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 uh, his paternal grandmother, um, she came over on the boat and was the picture bride, and he tells the story that she cried for two years after she came to Hawaii, <laughs> but then went on to have eight children, and uh, oh they goodness. really developed uh, very successful farmers. And um, and then his other grandmother, she actually did have bound feet. So he made this beautiful necklace commemorating her, and it's called Lilyfoot because they called that... That those bound feet, the lily foot, because it was considered beautiful. Of course, it was so sad and painful. And he would see his grandmother wrapping, having to wrap her feet. Now, what did you, uh, I know you, you're talking a bit about his background, which was part of the show, but what else did you attempt to do in the show besides uh, show Ron's art? I well, think there are some really interesting things that were included that aren't usually in an art show, which were quite wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, you know, Ron had a retrospective exhibition at the Bellevue Art Museum in 2007, and there were 50-some pieces of his jewelry. And usually when you come to a, a museum, you see the art on the wall. and You never really get to know the artist, you know, the behind-the-scenes. Who is this person? And how did that contribute to his life? And, and we are going to take a break, and we're going to talk about how that contributed to her. Okay, to his life. It's already time, and we are talking about Ron Ho's jewelry art. And of course, we're going to be talking about how his life is expressed in the exhibit too. Here on Artbeat Northwest, we'll be right back with more. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Featuring a school of over 400 glass fish from makers around the world. School, the Joseph Rossano Salmon Project, highlights the plight of global salmon and steelhead populations and recognizes current conservation efforts. See it at BAM from April 12th through August 11th. And save the date for the 2019 Artful Event Auction Gala on Saturday, June 29th. Artful Evening is BAM's most fun, festive, and important fundraising event of the year, supporting world-class exhibitions and essential community programming. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with Nancy Lorem Adams about the Ron Ho exhibit at Bellevue Arts Museum and what is so special about your additional things besides his art that are in the exhibit? Well, Ron lived a beautiful life. 
and every aspect of his life he imbued with art, and he loved to collect. So um, I wanted people to know who Ron was and to see how all of these beautiful things that he lived with every day contributed to his art making and to his teaching. So in the exhibition, we have a selection of his museum-quality textiles from China. We have uh, a full display of the beautiful living room uh, in his Paul Theory-designed home in Seattle that he lived in for 54 years. So there you can see some of his ethnic art collection and his Northwest art collection as well, which was quite beautiful. So there's a beautiful image and some of the actual artifacts there that you can see. And then um, also there is a selection of his extensive ethnic jewelry collection. And I have about 11 pieces in the show of the pieces that he actually wore. Ron loved to wear adornments. And he would wear his own jewelry. He'd borrow back pieces from friends that he'd made them for and actually <laughs> wear them himself. Oh, wonderful. And uh, he also wore pieces from his own ethnic art collection, jewelry collection, um, and beautiful belts. Um, there are even 25 of the 33 handmade silk shirts in the gallery. And they are beautiful. And they're gorgeous. And every time you see a picture of Ron, he's wearing one of those. Exactly. And a statement piece. And a statement piece. And there's a, a really nice slide uh, presentation. He was such a world traveler, and he's always taking pictures. And so I selected a grouping of those to show all the incredible places he went and the artisans he was engaging with. And then some of the student work that his art students made, these elementary students just doing this incredible artwork that he inspired them to create. Isn't that wonderful? He <laughs> won a National Art Educator of the Year Award, you know. Oh, fabulous. And then I love the fact that his studio is yes. right there in the Bellevue Arts Museum. Yeah, not How did you manage <laughs> to transport that? Well, when I first came to uh, Ben Haywood, the director and chief curator at BAM, I said, you know, I've got a vision for this show, and I'd love to have, you know, with Ron's passing, I'd love to bring into the gallery actual pieces of some of the materials that he hadn't used, you know, coupled with um, jewelry he'd made and his tools and things like that. And Ben thought that was a great idea. And then when I went to Ron's partner, Ben, I mean, Peter Olson, and said, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? Can we you know, work with you to create this show? And I told him my idea about the gallery or his studio, and he said, well, why don't you just take the whole thing? <laughs> so the next thing we knew, we were completely deconstructing the <laughs> entire studio out of Ron's home. We moved it to the museum and stored it. And then as we started to install, we reinstalled his entire studio. Isn't that incredible? It's a pretty incredible exhibition to be able to see and really get the feeling of this beautiful man. And we don't want to forget to mention the wonderful film that was made in conjunction with uh, your organization. Well, the Northwest Designer Craftsman is a five-state region fine craft organization. I'm the vice president, you mentioned that earlier, and museum liaison. 
And one of the things that we do is we create what we call living treasure videos. And right before Ron passed away, he was selected. It's a real honor to have a video made because we want to document some of these really fine artisans that live in our region. Uh, And then Ron found out he was ill. And so one of the last things that he worked on in his life was to contribute to this about 28-minute video that tells from, in his own words, the story of his life and his friends, uh, his colleagues, telling about him as an artist and art maker and as a teacher. And, and that is, the film, by the way, is showing right at the museum there. And I think just sitting there and watching the film uh, just really gives you a feeling that, you know, you kind of almost know Ron Ho. And he seems like such a wonderful, warm person. And I know he had so many friends, and you knew everybody in the art world. He was just somebody that people don't want you to forget. Yes, you just wanted to be around Ron. You wanted to get invited to his home and be there for dinners and be at his parties or have him come. He he was uh, a real renaissance person, you know, bringing so much into the art world. Um, Very noble, funny, fun-loving. Oh, and the other thing about him is he loved food. So going going out to dinner with Ron... He always knew the best restaurants to go to, and we always let him do all the ordering for oh, us. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> wow. Okay, so everybody's got to go to the Bellevue Arts Museum and see this ex- exhibition before it ends, I believe, in September. Is it that right? runs all the way through September 15th. September 15th. So be sure to get there. But we're already running out of time, so thank you so much, Nancy, for coming in and talking about Ron's legacy. And okay, uh, but also for being so carefully curating the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, how do we find out more about the show about the Bellevue Arts? Well, you can go to the BellevueArts.org and find out more about the show and when the museum is open and how long it'll be showing. And there's also going to be a great talk with Kiff Slemons on June 15th at 4 o'clock. You need to RSVP. But she was one of those protégés of Ramona Solberg, and she's going to talk about the movement of found object art that emanated out of the Northwest. And we'll have a special screening on a big screen of the Ron Ho Becoming Chinese, A Jeweler's Tale video that NWDC created. Great. And so much more to talk about, Ron. But but we are... um Totally out of time now, but be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for more on Artbeat Northwest, news and views of the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.